Hey, good morning. Happy Thursday to everybody. Hey, our hearts out to those people that are getting uh, bombarded by Laura in the Gulf, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas. Uh, we went through that with Irma here uh, a couple years ago, almost to the day, it's a couple of weeks away, but it was in, I think, September 11th or 12th, something like that. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to let you know, we're thinking about you. Um, we do have an exciting topic today. Uh, it's about care considerations. We get a lot of people asking, you know, when when should I get care? Do I need care? Can I take care of it at home? What should I do in between treatments? Um, is there another type of care I should be getting? That type of thing. So um, we're going to go over that. That's what we're going to do today. Now, well, who am I? In case you haven't, we haven't met. I'm Dr. Tim the Arcourt third generation chiropractic physician, been doing it for 33 years. Um, so, you know, grandfather, father, two brothers, all chiropractors. So we hope that some of that experience translates into the conversation today for you. I have to tell you though, I mean, we do this with every session. Uh, this is not meant to be a diagnosis or treatment for you. It's not saying that, you know, the treatment recommendations we're gonna go over today necessarily apply to you. That's between you and your provider. OK, I'm just relating experience that we have um, and we're actually going to go over the research on it as well. So. Uh, so what's the first thing people usually ask? When do I how do I know I need to see the chiropractor? I mean, what are some indications or red flags as to whether or not I should seek help for that? Uh, well, the very first thing I could tell you, and by the way, listen, if you have somebody that you know of that probably needs chiropractic care, um, has been thinking about it, but not really taking that step, you might want to uh, get them over to this either on rebroadcast or tag them or whatever. Also, if you have comments, uh, don't be afraid to ask us to go over topic. That's actually how we came up with the topic today is based on request. But back to, and I hope you have a cup of coffee. You know, we're having some coffee this morning. Um, so back to when do I know I need to see a chiropractic physician? Well, you know, the old definition of uh, insanity, if doing the same thing uh, and expecting a different result, it applies to your situation. So let's just say you, you know, you woke up with back pain. Today's Thursday. It happened on Monday and it's no better on Thursday. Despite the home remedies you've done, you probably want to seek help for that. Um, it's kind of the proverbial pin in the, the roof. Uh, if you catch it right, a pinhole in the roof, if you catch it right away, it might be a $10, $15 patch job, fix, easy, done, deal. Call it a day, go have some iced tea. Uh, but that same pinhole that's been there for six months uh, rots out the plywood and the rafters underneath, maybe it's $50,000, $100,000 fix. So generally with the spine, sooner the better, okay? Um, and then people ask, well, what do I do in between treatment? Like, how should I take care of myself? I mean, above and beyond limiting uh, inflammatory type of um, lifestyles, uh, we, we've gone over that in previous uh, sessions. Uh, obviously, you wanna maintain your function so we are going to talk about function in just a little bit, but basically you maximize your life by maximizing your function. You reduce structural change for the worse by maximizing function now. Um, so if function, what I mean by function. So you have a floor in your kitchen 
and you look at it, it looks perfectly fine. Structurally, it looks fine, but you walk across it and it squeaks. The rafters underneath are fine. The plywood's fine. The underlayment's fine. The hardwood's even fine. But functionally, it's not fine. Now, the thing is, no matter what it is, if you keep something dysfunctional long enough, it'll, it'll result in structural change. So what do we mean by that? Well, eventually, those screws or the nails that was holding down the underlayment, it's going to loosen up. It's going to start cracking. It'll start, you know, degrading. And then you'll have to replace the floor. That's structural. Okay. The squeak is the function. So the best way to think about it is if you wait long enough with your back pain, it'll eventually require invasive intervention, structural change, rotor rooter, cut it out, you know, inject it, whatever. So basically, if you look at chiropractic care um, from a realistic perspective, uh, it's more function based. In other words, we maximize function in patients. Once um, the bone has grown around, you know, osteophytes and other things that can encroach on nerve roots, leaving the, the spine. Once that happens, the adjustment's not going to get rid of those spurs. So um, it's a bit late for chiropractic care in that instance. If there's no room for the nerve root, it needs to be cleaned up. That's simple. But if the dysfunction was handled years before that, it would have never gotten to that point. That's kind of the point is that you want to take care of things before it's a big issue. So back to when should I go? The sooner the better within reason. Okay. Don't need to be running in every little pain you get. But the thing is you don't want to let it persist because if you do eventually that can be a structural problem that requires much more expensive and much more invasive type of procedures. Okay. So the facts are the more invasive it is, the more risk there is. So anyway, um, that gives you an idea when to go see a chiropractor. Now we are going to put up um, the Sonoma graphic that goes over, you know, how do you measure somebody's progress once they're coming in for care? And uh, so I don't know if you can see that, um, but here you'll see this is a, a study that we published with Penn State uh, on Sonoma, stands for Subjective Objective Numerical Outcome Measure Assessment. You're thinking, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, the reality is that when, you, when somebody comes in for care and um, they have a real problem and it needs attention, uh, we're going to put up our next graphic there going over the types of care now. Um, so here you're going to see at the top active, then proactive, reactive, and no care. So we're, we're going to go over, we're just going to leave this graphic up a minute. So you come in and you have a problem that needs to be fixed and it's going to be more than one or two treatments. That's called active care. And you'll see on the chart there that things are progressing. You're getting better. Uh, proactive care is listen, you're back up to the top and now you want to stay that way. You want to you want to keep yourself. You're at a high level and you want to stay there. That's proactive. Reactive is, Doc, you know what? I'm only going to come in. Uh, that's what I call fireman role. We're going to put the fire out, but we're not going to worry about what caused the fire. 
We're just going to put the fire out. That's reactive. So it's an up and down sine wave, up and down all the time. And then no care is certainly that's headed towards structural uh, change and uh, a good chance of more aggressive treatment being necessary. Um, now, the reality is that people can go through their life and have absolutely no care and not need surgery or other intervention. But the point is, if you're actually having a problem and you don't take care of it, you know, then that's what I'm talking about. So, um, you know, when we talk about the active care, you're coming in two, three times a week. But the point is, if you bring that Sonoma graphic back up, that if you track the progress, so you'll see here, um, you know, the first bar is a certain percentage and eventually gets up to the highest level, whatever that is, you might not get back to 100%. But if your doctor's tracking that, they can determine endpoints of care. Why is that important? Well, because if you're going three times a week forever, what is what is the goal? So at some point in time, you will reach your maximal benefit. And that's when you can go to uh, proactive or reactive or actually no care, right? So um, patients ask, well, what's best for me? Well, it depends on how you look at things. So a lot of times I relate it to their car. I say, do you actually maintain the, you know, a similar schedule to what they recommend on your oil changes? So, I mean, now with the synthetic oils, you don't have to change it near as often, right? But um, if you are a believer of taking care of things before it's a bigger problem, then the proactive care after your active care makes the most sense. So what does that mean, proactive care? Some people call it maintenance care. Um, that's once or twice a month, maintaining good spinal function, meaning that your joints are flexible. You're not letting them lock up. You're not letting, letting them get rusty. You're taking care of that dysfunction before it becomes a structural change. And you're also um, backing the truck off the garden hose when you do get pinched nerves. So when the brain is better connected to what it runs, that thing runs better. Okay. And if you don't believe me, then just hit your elbow on the table real quick and tell me if your fourth and fifth digits like that when you did it, because that ulnar nerve runs those two fingers. And if you smash the nerve in the trochlear groove of your elbow, that nerve will let you know it didn't appreciate that. So nerves work better when they're not pinched. Uh, by their very nature, they're sensitive structures. <laughs> That's what they do. They tell the brain what's going on. Uh, on the sensory side and on the motor side, they move things, right? And you need the sensory and the motor side. And if you pinch it hard enough, you're going to get sensory loss and motor loss. What does that mean? Well, you could get numbness and pain and weakness in the muscle and all kinds of things like that. Does that sound like a good thing? No, that's not a good thing. And the longer you have those type of ridiculous symptoms, the more likely you're going to need either an injection or a surgery. That is a super red flag. You get in right away if you're having those symptoms. Um, because if, if, you know, if you wait too long, the chiropractic physician is going to have his hands tied because now we're trying to work against biomechanical issues that are very difficult to do and may require the surgical resection. So, um, the sooner the better. Um, and then people ask, you know, what about, um, should I use ice or heat? Well, it depends. It depends on what's going on. So it's impossible for me to give you all the scenarios. So that's where you ask your healthcare provider, which is better. Uh, I will say this, that out of 10 patients that come in here, we probably recommend ice 
for people who actually need one or the other, we recommend ice nine times and heat once. I would say one of the best ways to show up at your doctor's office when it was completely unnecessary is to sit in the hot tub for way too long or put hot pack on overnight or things like that. It just doesn't make any sense because you end up swelling the back up and the nerves have nowhere to go and they're going to get pinched. So um, I would pretty much avoid that type of um, maneuver no matter what's going on. But uh, there are times that the heat will work better than ice. But, um, you know, many times the ice is the way to go. Uh, by the way, I wanted to tell you that if you um, want ice or heat application instructions, uh, we can email those to you. I mean, we're not going to make a recommendation because we don't know what your situation is, but at least you can look at that. Um, also, the graphics that we know doctors watch our follow us on Facebook. And if you need graphics to show your patients, we're happy to email those to you as well. We'll send you the image and you can just change it and put your your picture on there. But the reality, these things apply to anybody, you know, um, but you're you have to work with your provider and find out what's best in your situation. OK, it's impossible to generalize and, you know, say it always works this way or that way. I can tell you, though, it is important to identify endpoints of care and know that when you're moving out of active care and then you have a choice for reactive, proactive or no care. Let's take a moment and talk about no care. We're going to finish this up in just about a minute. Um, you know, patients sometimes will say, why, would, why do you make no care an option? Well, because it is an option. I mean, many times people will try to ignore their problem. Um, they'll even make statements like, well, I don't believe in chiropractic. Well, actually, what they really might be saying is, I really don't want to deal with my problem. You know, I would rather wait until I need a cutout or I need surgery or need injection before I do anything about it. Now, that's completely up to the person. But, you know, um, it, it might not be the best uh, approach, but it is an approach. And that's why we actually talk about that, because sometimes we, you know, this is what happens. Somebody comes in, they get great, great care. Uh, maybe their spouse or some friend or family member is suffering and they, they have a good idea that chiropractic would help them. But that person just refuses to come in because of pre-existing beliefs, prejudices, biases, whatever it is. Uh, or maybe just fear. Fear is pretty significant, like fear of the unknown. They, you know, they think they're going to be hurt or something like that. Um, so no care is an option, um, probably not the best option, but it is an option. And it's why I actually go over the no care with patients. I hope that um, some of the things that we went over is beneficial to you. Um, you know, if you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to contact us. We know that a lot of people on Facebook are maybe 1,200 miles away from Fort Myers, but I don't mind helping out. So if there's anything that we can ever do to help you, let us know. Uh, we really appreciate you tuning in today. Remember to stay healthy, stay strong, and whatever you do, stay creative. Make something that did not exist in your life when you woke up this morning and create it. And signing off for this week, have a great week. Dr. Harcourt, see you next time.